We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is Friday morning. Must mean we're talking DFS football. We'll be uh, breaking down the whole Sunday slate for week four, all coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, the DFS Friday morning version. Uh, I'm Scott Jenstead. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Balanji. If you could please rate and review the podcast, we do really appreciate that. Uh, helps us uh, helps us a lot. Uh, helps people find the podcast. Uh, both uh, really good things there. Ryan, it's week four. My voice is mostly back after that disaster of me um, fighting through the podcast last week. I uh, I sound like a different person. Still, uh, still some a little bit of lingering effects, but uh, doing better. Uh, how are you on this uh, Friday morning, week four? Oh yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, ready for ready for week four. Week three was tough. Um, well, week three was good. Dwell- week, week three was good here. Okay, good. Then I'll, I'll pass it over to you. For me, <laughs> you know. I know you talked a bunch about Keenan Allen on here. I didn't end up playing Keenan Allen, and then I didn't have any Adam Thielen either, so I kind of got buried by those two at the end. But, yeah, how'd it go for you? Uh, it was funny. I, I I play less, like, actual lineups than most people. I play a lot of lead, a lot of uh, contests, but I only had two lineups. Uh, one was a disaster. I had 116 points, which is impossibly bad last week, but I went with the Jacksonville stack on that one, and uh, that was a mess. By, like, halftime, I was like, yeah, this one's done. But my other team scored over 200 with – any Miami running backs, which was even more impressive. And I almost I almost flipped that team from Pacheco to Raheem Mostert. So it could have been really, really good. Uh, but I had uh, I went to Herbert Allen, Jefferson uh, with Tank Dell and Sam Laporta. So it uh, it worked really nice. That was a nicely uh, nice cashing team right there. Both in, you know, had some cash lineups there and and some uh, and some tournaments. So that was good. Um, you know, I felt like it was really close to being really good. Just a, a few a little swap here and there. Uh, probably you know if I played more lineups, I might have gotten there. But uh, you know it's hard to do with only a couple lineups. But uh, it was it was really close. Broken down. Felt like we broke down last week pretty well. It was uh, it was it was good. A lot of the a lot of the people we talked about. Um, we talked about fading Zach Ertz, which uh, worked out really really well. Um, you know he was pretty chalky, so it was a uh, it was a fun week. But I feel like I feel like it was close. But uh, you know need to get over the top. But yeah, um, I mean you had like almost all the right players. Sort yeah. of sort of unlucky. You know I. Maybe unlucky is the wrong word, but Miami just going off for 70 points. I mean, I think Miami's two running backs combined for 100 fantasy points, seven touchdowns. It was really funny because I have Raheem Mostert in the NFFC, and in the first quarter, I was like, 
I can't believe that a chan is stealing all the points and Mostert's pretty much dead. And I look up and Mostert had four touchdowns also. Was, <laughs> yeah, my my wild. friends my friends were messaging me the same time with Mostert, just so upset about yeah. about a chan. And then yeah, Mostert still finishes with four touchdowns. And it is it is a chan now. We've changed from a chain to a chan per his request. So I do have that right. So before I mean, after you put up fifty five fantasy points, I yeah. think we can respect that request. I think we could. Uh, you can be called whatever you want after that game. He uh, he's got a little <laughs> bit of speed. Yeah. I saw a stat the other day of the top six touchdowns this year um, by speed. All of them are Dolphins players, and it's three different ones. It's not like it's just Tyreek. It's Mostert, A-Chan, and Tyreek have all all six of the fastest, uh, like, sprint speed touchdowns that plays in the year. That team is insane with the speed. That's a great stat. Yeah, what an offense. So that segues really well into this week because we have another week this uh, week where the Sunday slate, we've got a game that is way high, uh, higher total than any of the other games. We had it last week with Chargers Vikings and um, that game delivered, frankly, like there's a lot of points in that game. Everybody got a lot of guys really scored. If unless you, unless you play Joshua Kelly, like everybody else in that game was, uh, was pretty good. Uh, we've got it again this week with the Dolphins and Bills, but this one's not only a good high total game, this is a really good football game. Like, you know, Chargers Vikings last week was kind of like, uh, train wreck watch like who's going to mess up late more than the other team but uh, Bill's Dolphins is like you know potential uh, massive game here AFC championship preview maybe um, you know obviously you got the Chiefs and you know, who knows what the Bengals but uh, really good game there but we have we have early games again only three in the late slate uh, NFL is really weird with this one I don't know why we're going nine three like at least go eight four last week's afternoon games were awful they were just bad. There weren't. There were only three of them. They weren't very exciting. I, I wish we could swap a game there, but we do have some games off the slate, real quick. So you know, we're not discussing them. Detroit and Green Bay played last night. We won't recap that game for your benefit because it was not good as a Packers fan. Uh, Atlanta and Jacksonville are playing in London, so they're off the main slate. Uh, Chiefs and Jets, the Taylor Swift game on Sunday night. Uh, we won't talk about that one. And Seahawks Giants, uh, not a really Monday night matchup you really anticipate, but the Seahawks Giants is Monday night. So. Uh, but let's jump in right into Dolphins Bills. Uh, five points higher than any other game on the slate. Uh, kind of the same question as last week with Chargers Vikings. Are you just attacking the heck out of this game? The total's 53 and a half. The Dolphins are off a 70 point game. Uh, Bills have looked really good their last two games. Obviously, after looking bad in week one. Um, are, you, are you straight attacking this game? Are you trying to get different? Uh, what are you doing just strategy wise with this game? Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it's an interesting slate. You know, the, the, the Dolphins have been so good. Uh, they haven't really been tested yet. This is a big test going to Buffalo. Uh, and the, it's interesting because they're not going to be popular really. Um, you know, people really don't like to target a matchup in Buffalo. I even think with the total part of the reason is because just looking at the slate, there's like an insane amount of good receivers, like in, in yeah, every, I saw that at, too. At, at every salary level. And yeah. there's also some good cheap quarterbacks and some good mid-range quarterbacks. Um, and part of the thing with the Dolphins is Waddle back. I think people would be all about uh, getting back on the Dolphins without Waddle because it's just kind of easy. But now Tyreek is really expensive. Waddle's back. They have two running backs, so it's tough with their running backs because you got to click one and yeah. you don't really know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if people are really going to go to the the Dolphins, which I guess makes them more interesting. Um, I like the Bills side for sure. Um, you know, I think people might be a little, might be sleeping on Allen just a little as the most expensive quarterback. And just because of results, I mean, you look, he hasn't really had a big game yet. He hasn't topped 23 fantasy points. We're used to seeing him hit ceilings. 
Yeah. Um, but they haven't been pushed yet at all. If you, you know, they had that weird game on uh, to open the season against the Jets, but then two blowouts, uh, yeah. you know, and you'd think the Dolphins can push them here. So I kind of like stacking the Bills just because I don't think Allen will end up being that popular either. There's just so many options below him. Uh, and H- Diggs as well. Like you'd think Diggs would be kind of popular. But when we get to receiver, you'll see that the other guys in that range are going to be more popular. So, you know, that that makes Diggs interesting. Um, yeah, I, I have more interest in stacking the Bills, I think. Well, I don't know. How, how do you feel about that game? Yeah, as I looked at it, too, I mean, I think the key point you made is that it's hard to really do too much because they're all expensive. It's like, you know, I think last week we had uh, you could play Allen Jefferson and you can get cheaper with uh, with somebody else. Um, but it's just everybody in this game is expensive, at least at least the big name guys. The running backs aren't as much. I think that uh, I think the running backs are actually interesting. If you could pick the right Dolphin one, I think James Cook is interesting in this game, too. Um I think the Bills are going to want to run the ball a little bit. I don't think they're going to want to fully go uh, shot for shot with Miami. Um, yeah, my lean was to go with the with the Allen Diggs stack as uh, over over the Miami stack, but I don't know. Man, Mike McDaniel can flat out coach offense. They are really really good. I think the other key is that unlike last week, we've got like four or five other games that are kind of in the forty six to forty eight range. Like last week, it was like there was one or two games in there, and then a bunch of the dregs. But there's a lot of games in here that you can see getting back and forth some of them are weird like broncos broncos bears is oh and three and oh and three and two horrendous teams but that total is 46 i think when you see a team you know two teams that can't play defense you know someone at some point someone's got to score so you've got some interesting ideas there um we we got raiders charges at 48 and a half um another interesting game there we don't know who's gonna play quarterback for the raiders it makes that a little tough for the for the stacking aspect of it you know can the raiders push uh the Chargers enough to score but man the Chargers offense justin herbert was 40 of 47 last week for 405 yards. It was the highest um, completion percentage for a guy who ever threw 45 passes in the game in the history of the NFL. Like uh, Herbert is unbelievable right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, assuming Eckler's out again, I I guess we don't know. I haven't really seen anything this morning. I think think he's going to be out. uh, Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think Herbert and that Chargers spot might be my favorite spot for tournaments, at least one of them. I mean, you know – now with Mike Williams out, you got everything going to Keenan Allen. He he's just been crushing. I mean, 18 catches last week on 20 targets, 200 some yards. He even threw a long touchdown. I was watching um, that game and I obviously knew he was going off and at some point the announcer was like that's catch 16. I was like, "Holy crap." <laughs> right. Um so I at the two sites where I look at projections, he actually projects for more points than Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill, who are, Damn. you know, significantly more expensive. Right. Um, so, you know, I like the idea of that. And Herbert's more expensive too. So Her- Herbert's more expensive than we've ever seen him at 7,800, yep. um, which will keep some people off of him too. He's not going to end up, he's not going to be crazy popular. So I really like stacking Herbert, Keenan, and then one of the cheap wide receivers, either Palmer or Johnson. We'll we'll talk about them both later. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, like you like you mentioned though, Jimmy Garoppolo. The news on him is pretty important. Um, yeah, so. You definitely want him to play if you're going to stack that game. I do at least. Um, the The Raiders receivers look really nice too. He's basically only throwing to two people. Yep. Uh, Adams and Myers. I mean. T- Adams had 20 targets last week too. And yep. Jacoby Myers numbers are he's had 10 targets and 12 targets in both his games and seven catches, nine catches. 
So, I mean, he looks like one of the better value options. So, I mean, yeah, that, that game looks great for stacking, assuming Garoppolo plays. Um, yeah, you mentioned that Bears uh, Broncos game is interesting. The players in that game project well. You got some, you got bad defenses and a high total. And then we, I don't know if we have good offenses there or not, but we're going to find out. Right. Um, yeah. Th- there's other spots too. Um, yeah. I don't what know. Are, like yeah. I, what, what, what other games uh, are you potentially looking at to, to play some guys from? Okay. I, I don't know about stacks. Like I, I don't think I'm going to just like fully stack any of these games, but there's a lot of interesting spots, like cheap quarterback pairings um, all the way down, all the way down Kenny Pickett at Houston. Um, he's got, Receivers with good prices, Fryermuth projecting well. He's only fifty one hundred. If you want to, if you want to afford expensive running backs or multiple expensive receivers, yep. um, Jimmy G makes sense if he plays. Um, that that Rams Rams Colts game projects. Yeah, interesting game. Like clo- yeah. close spread and, and forty six total. That's an interesting game too. Yeah, it's like you know, it should be a pace up spot for the Rams. The the Colts have been playing super fast i still i think they're still the fastest team in the league with the uh yeah the fastest team in the league and still the most combined snaps uh, i, find that, I feel like richardson makes them tougher to, to to play around with though i just don't know yeah what get. like it feels like with, if Minshew's playing like i just play Pittman. he's gonna get a ton of targets he's playing well he had a great deep downfield catch last week but you know, with Richard, it's tough because he's you know he's going to run him in, and uh, I, I think he makes that game a little bit uh, a little bit more complicated to me. You're right. Um, you know, if I play the Rams, like, do you really want to run it back with anyone from Indy? Probably not, and I think that's fine. And then if you play Richardson, it's kind of tough to pay that 6,500 for Pittman. But I think Downs might be okay. I yeah, know, eight catches, twelve targets last week. Um, but just I like, pieces I like, I like him. I like him more with Minshew too, though. Yeah, me too. Uh, I guess all the pass catchers. Um, the other one I think is interesting is Purdy and and your Niners. Um, it's kind of a blowout spot, but he's cheap and Kittle is cheap and uh, Debo still looks pretty good. I don't know. At, there's at, just at what at one point does Arizona get a little bit of respect because it's not yet. They're fourteen point underdogs. Like they've actually played. I know. I know. I know. It's Arizona. They've actually played really hard and really well. I mean, they deserve a little bit of credit. Um, they've they've led for like I think it's like 78 percent of the minutes or something like that. Like they lost thus the Giants uh, late. They lost to Washington late. I mean, they took it to Dallas last week. Like it's not hey. like it's not like they won seven to six and Dak threw four picks. Like I, every time I looked up, Arizona was running off a chunk play on that Dallas defense. It was it was a that was a wild game where like. I thought it would be you, – you think when you look at the stats and be like, all right, it's fluky, something happened. Like, they just flat out played well against the Dallas defense. Uh, yeah, they dominated the Cowboys. Got to give them some respect. I, mean, I, I don't – it just – it's one of the more I, – I know Dallas just laid an egg and it happened. Every NFL team lays an egg a couple times a year. But Arizona had 400 yards in that game. Yeah, um, I watched that game having Dallas money line to complete a few parlays. Oh, um, God, so that, it must was just, dis- that must have been disgusting was, to watch. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, but oh. yeah, you, <laughs> uh, I agree. Arizona. I mean, 30 hey, carries for Arizona, 222 yards, 7.4 yards a carry in that game. Against the Dallas D that I think coming to that game, all of us were like, this is the best defense in football. Yep. I mean, it was surprising to see, but Dobbs, I'm, you know. I'm fascinated to see what this Niners-Arizona game. Like, are the Niners going to kill him? It's very possible that, you know, maybe that was Arizona's Super Bowl last week. I don't know. But 
I'm fascinated to see how Arizona's going to play in this game because I, I, I just have no idea what to expect, really, because they looked legit good. Yeah, me too. I'm interested to see. Um, you know, I think we should probably show them a little more respect. Um, and Dobbs, too, his organization didn't even show him respect. We, you see how you yeah. couldn't even – he couldn't yeah. even buy his jersey. Yeah, um, I saw I saw it stock now. That's that was that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that was cool. So yeah, I don't know that game. Some pieces from that game maybe because even some pieces on Arizona are interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are any of these? Oh yeah, I mean other spots too. I I think Cincinnati is interesting. Just Chase and maybe Burrow, just because of the matchup with Tennessee. Like they're Burrow's cheap. Chase is going to go overlooked. We always talk about Tennessee. Yep. You want to play passing offenses against we, them. We talked about last um, week with Amari, and Amari uh, delivered uh, easily. It uh, worked. He was yep. he was way underpriced, and he had 120 yards and a touchdown a minute. It and he, you can't run on Tennessee. You got to pass. Right, and Amari had that other touchdown called Brutal. back on a horrible call. Horrible so, call. I don't. Every <laughs> the sa- the safety might have tackled him, but that was a horrible call. You got. I, it wasn't even close to out of bounds. Yep um elijah moore had a pretty good game too he could have had a bigger game so yeah i just i think the cincinnati pass catchers are interesting um i don't know is, anything else stand out to you yeah I mean, and we'll get to the some of the players but i just wanted to see what kind of a games you like i think you summed it well there's a lot of games that are that are playable that makes maybe dolphins bills not be you know chalk monster like uh like charters vikings was but i uh, just to, just to recap all the other games here real quick you mentioned the the next five that are the totals. Then we got uh, Washington the Eagles is 43 and a half. I think the Eagles offense is kind of interesting there. Uh, Patriot Cowboys, 43 and a half. That's the kind of America's game of the week Sunday afternoon. I'll be watching the Niners, but that's the game that like, 85% of the country has. Uh, Steelers Texans, 42 and a half. We saw the Texans are uh, spicy. Uh, beat Jacksonville by 20 last week in a game that you and I had both talked about. We're like, I think Houston can score. We just thought that Jacksonville would score also, and they, they just didn't. And then we have three games that are uh, low totals, under 42. Bengals-Titans is 40.5. Ravens-Browns is 40.5. And, and Bucks-Saints is 39.5. So we've got enough games that uh, I think mo- those, those bottom couple games we could probably uh, not even worry about too much, but we'll talk about some specific players. But um, it's, a, it's a slate where a lot of the games are kind of in that medium range. A couple of those games are going to go over, and those are the games that are going to hook people up pretty, pretty nicely. Yeah, hard not to be impressed by C.J. Stroud in that passing game. Not yeah. many people gave them a chance, uh, especially this early in the season. And, you know, they don't have too much talent, and they've looked pretty good. Yeah, they, uh, they're they well coached, too. D'Amico Ryans can, can coach them up. So, you know, they're uh, they're a ways off still, but I think there's a team, they're a team that's going to be competitive in, in some games, and some fun games, too. I think that, uh, you know, having another team that you don't have to like, you're like, oh, that sounds like an interesting game as you, as you read down the slate is, is a good thing. So, but let's ju- let's jump into players. We've talked about a few, but let's fully jump in. But first, note from our sponsors at Rival Fantasy: If you're looking for a place to play head-to-head fantasy football games without the huge tournament salary caps or complicated game types, then Rival Fantasy is where you want to play this NFL season. From a twist on the classic game with fantasy bingo, where players generate a lineup to complete achievements and get bingo, the head-to-head fantasy challenges, where you pick which of two players will score the most fantasy points, this is the best of fantasy sports. From the twenty for the 2023 NFL season, Rival Fantasy is offering New Year's a $200 deposit match plus a $25 first play voucher. Rival Fantasy is so confident you love the experience, they're giving you money to play out of the gate. Experience the future of fantasy sports at Rival Fantasy. Become a rival today. So, uh, Ryan, I don't, we don't need to do too much of the chalk boring plays here, but is there anybody you think is going to be over-the-top popular? For me, it was probably Joshua Palmer at 4000 for the uh, for the, for the the uh, Chargers in that game. Um, there's some other guys, but I don't see a ton of, like, 
this is an automatic, uh, you know, free square kind of guys. Josh Palmer was the one that jumped out to me. Is there anybody you think is just going to be, you know, super chalk and you got to figure out if you want to eat it or you want to, you want to fade it? Um, yeah, Palmer. Palmer for yeah, sure. That was, the, that was the one for me that like it seems really obvious. And then probably two more guys. Keenan Allen on top of Palmer, you know, for, for everything you said. I think I have no problem just rostering both those guys in cash games, assuming Eckler's out. It feels very safe. So yep. uh, Keenan will be popular. And then at running back, Kyron Williams uh, looks like he's going to be the most popular. Seems like a good cash game play. Um, and that, you know, this is because he played all the snaps again last week, all yep. of them, and no other running back touched the ball. Um, and it's, you know, it's a good matchup and sort of a pace up spot, like we mentioned. So, yeah, Kyron in cash games uh, seems like pretty good chalk, but chalk that you could probably fade in tournaments. Um, but it's, yeah, the. the it's funny you mentioned Kyron because I was looking at projections like, you know, the projection versus price and the value. And he came out, um, he came out number one in the, in the sites I looked at too. And I was a little bit surprised by that. I think there are like four or five guys around him that are really playable at the running back position. I was surprised that uh, he projected out quite that good, but I think it's, the, I think it's the fact that he gets every touch there is the, is the key, but um, the Colts are allowing 3.1 yards per carry. They're really good against the run. He's only averaging 3.6. Kyron doesn't have a run of 10 plus yards yet on the season. Like it's just, there's nothing explosive here. Those touchdowns, uh, the touchdowns, the first couple of weeks were what kept him afloat. Um, I, yeah. uh, I like that as a, a guy to, to not play this week. I think that uh, I think I'm fading. I think I'm a fade in that chalk. Um, I don't know how chalk it be because there's so many names around him, but if he's big, um, I have no problem going away from Kyron Williams this week. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, and I, I do think he will be the most popular running okay. back. Um, and yeah, you're right. His projection is like that because of him playing every snap and getting every touch. We're not sure that's going to continue. Um, his projection is also like that because he has 17 targets in the last two weeks. Yeah, um, now, great. that is appealing. You know, we like guys that can catch the ball. But uh, I agree with all your points. There are other good, cheap running backs, and I'm willing to fade that chalk in tournaments. So let's jump into the uh, the quarterbacks and passing stacks here. Uh, we kind of hit the... Uh, it probably would give me the, the three favorite for people. We got Josh Allen. We've got Tua. We've got Justin Herbert. Uh, Tua is uh, seventy four hundred. He's the cheapest of the three. Justin Herbert seventy eight hundred. Josh Allen's eighty two hundred. Um, I think I already know this answer, but are you? Uh, it seems like you're Josh Allen in that game among the in in the big game. And then are you Herbert above both those guys? Yes, to all of those questions. Um, I think though. Probably none of them in cash games. Okay. Um, I think you have two guys in Anthony Richardson and Justin Fields for the same price. Wow. We're just going to need to talk, save. Talk to me about Fields. Well, it's a great. It, he's playing against a team that just had seventy dropped on them. I I, I know seventy seven zero. Yeah. By the way, that is seventy. Still insane. Um. So you know, I know Fields hasn't looked great. But the rushing upside, the rushing upside is there still, um, and it's a great matchup. So it's, he's like, he's a very similar option to Richardson. They're in soft home matchups, and they have a rushing floor, and they save you salary. So, do you worry yeah. at all about whether they run Richardson the same amount they were before, off coming off the concussion? Yeah, yeah, I do a little bit. Um, 
I mean, it, it's his game. I think he's got to play it. But I wonder if maybe there's a few less designed runs where you get some big plays out of. Yeah, I yeah, I do worry about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, do I worry about it enough not to play right. him? That's the that's uh, the, that's the question. Yeah, right? um, you know. Maybe, but because you have another option in Fields, and you have some other cheap options too. Do you think um, Fields is popular in cash games? I mean, obviously, won't be popular in tournaments. But do you think he's going to be popular in um, in cash games? Yeah, that's tough to say too. No, I don't think he. he I don't think he'll be overly popular. No, because I think there's enough people who are like he's so bad at real yes. real football that maybe I don't want to play him, but. Uh, we do forget how dominant he was in the second half. I just don't know. I mean, if they start running design plays for him, he could be huge in fantasy. Obviously, um, the Denver defense the, has been terrible so far. Yeah, I think you're right. So, and, and, I, and not just against Miami, but just like terrible in general. Yeah, this is a week where no quarterbacks really stand out that's going to be massive chalk. Uh, we haven't I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, like last week, Cousins was over fifty percent in cash games. Was he really? Wow, I didn't know it was quite. Yeah. I knew it was be high. I didn't know it was quite that high. That's wild. Yeah, you know, just everybody targeted that game, and it, yeah. it just stood out. This week, you know, you have a lot of guys. You have cheaper guys too that you know r- project well. Russell Wilson, Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he plays, um, plus those expensive guys that you mentioned. I think, I think quarterback ownership is going to be spread around. I also yeah. think people really want to play multiple expensive receivers. So it's going to lead people to spend down. Um, there are so many expensive receivers. It's a wild slate for that. Um, so if you're playing in a tournament, which you don't know, go with the, one of the top, there's the three, the three kind of guys we talked about, Herbert, Tua, and Josh Allen. Who are you going with for your stack in a tournament then? Are you going, uh, do you play fields in a tournament? Are you going somewhere else? Where are you going? Uh, where are you going for quarterback then? Um. Fields is tough because you just don't know who to pair him with. Uh, I know, like, DJ Moore, like, he, he's another one of those guys. It's tough to play Fields because so many options to pair him with, but they none of them seem like great options. Um, I'm thinking about playing Kenny Pickett, mostly because he's 5,100, but also because he has a really good matchup and some cheap options that I like. Like, Calvin Austin is 3,300. Yeah. Briarmouth is 3,400 in a good spot. Pickens is pretty cheap, fifty four for for the type of ceiling he has. Again, I just think I think cheap QB could be in play here if you hit on the right expensive guys that go off. Um, that being said, I do I really I, I love Herbert stacks. Assuming Eckler's out, like we mentioned at the top, um, I think like I think Purdy's interesting just because no one's going to play him. If you want to play Kittle, just I really like Kittle this week. Uh, Burrow's kind of interesting if you still if you believe in. In the Bengals, uh, you know, I picked him to win the Super Bowl. When you asked me week one, it hasn't looked great. But, you know, Burrow's sitting there for the first time without an injury designation, and people are kind of down on them. Chase had a big game last week. Good spot. Um, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think Burrow is interesting. I mean, he he didn't he he couldn't he couldn't move last week clearly, but he still dropped back fifty times, and um, they weren't throwing the ball deep because they wanted to just get out of his hands quick. So it just depends. Uh, if you think he's fully healthy, I mean, the price plus the matchup is insane. Like if I told you at the start of the year that Burrow would be sixty five hundred at Tennessee, we'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm just playing that and moving on. But um, what do you do with Russell Wilson? He is uh, at Chicago, fifty eight hundred, uh, a great matchup. The Bears are allowing eight point seven YPA. 
even Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield were good against the Bears. Like the Bears cannot stop anybody. They've one sack on the season, which is a crazy stat through three weeks. And he's got receivers you can play him with. You can play him with Sutton. You can play him with Judy. Uh, I don't think Marvin Mims is quite playing enough snaps to play him, but I mean, he's explosive. He's got weapons. Um, it's just a matter of you think he could do it, but uh, he's 5,800. You could do a lot of stuff. You play Russ this week. Yeah, I should have mentioned Russ just a little bit more. I, I think he people will even play him in cash games at 5,800 in such a good spot. Uh, I'm just not normally a Russ guy. No, I'm not. I'm not either. But wow, the if you're if you're ever to play him, it's this, this spot's now. It's a great spot. Um, he's another one where it's tough. Do you want to pay that for Judy, who's still got a questionable tag? If not, who do you play him with? You mentioned it's tough to play Mins. It's also tough to play anyone on the Chicago side. <laughs> that that is the problem there. I can't believe Judy's 6600. By the way. Yeah, I mean, how I, how can I, anybody click that? I saw that. I'm like, you just, everybody's going to click Sutton instead, but I, he's 1300 less or whatever it is. So uh, my last question on quarterback before we jump into running backs, I feel like we've kind of hit the quarterbacks either at the beginning of the show or now um, from what we've said is Jalen hurts like 2% owned this week. Yeah. I mean, it's a great way to close it out. Actually. Um, I think he is. And he, so his receivers he's aren't gonna right be played between either. right between Allen and Herbert. Like I just, and he's not been great. The the tush push has saved him so far. He's got three of those touchdowns. Do you talk about a week where you can get him literally for zero? Yeah, I think it's got to be this week, right? No one's going to play Jalen Hurts this week. Yep, you're exactly right. And that makes him a good play. I think if anyone's on Hurts stacks, it's a great time for it. I uh, I like it. I think it's a uh, it, it's it's tough that you got to get there. You got to figure out how to get there expensive wise. You got to figure out how to who to come back with Washington. You can play Dotson. You can play McLaurin. There are options there. I mean, they haven't been great, but um, Sam Howell was really bad last week, and I, I like Sam Howell, but that was a rough game. But um, you get an absolute stud, the number one quarterback last year at two percent ownership. I think it's I think it's something you have to entertain. Yeah, I do too. And I have one thing to add to that because I was. Thinking like you, what do you do from Washington? You know, it's tough. Can any of those guys even get there? And, you know, I'm sure people have heard a lot about the Sims taking over DFS these days. And the Sims are kind of saying you don't need a run back as much as people might have thought. Okay. Um, and that's for a couple of reasons. One, there's just a lot of other good plays where you can get maybe more leverage. But also, more and more people are are running their stacks back now. So you end up sort of on a similar path to people Interesting. sometimes. Um, and especially when you're stacking a team like the Eagles, who can also get there in blowouts, um, don't feel forced to roster a Washington player. That's a, that's a good point. I like that. I like to, I like to hear that. That's a good strategy right there. But uh, let's jump into running backs. Uh, but first note from our sponsors at Better Vision, that's B-E-T-T-O-R. I think we can all agree that fantasy sports are awesome. So is daily fantasy and sports betting. That's why we have so many friggin' accounts. What's not awesome is going to a bunch of different apps to find the best odds and manage all your fancy lineups. Enter Better Vision. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Vision. Better Vision is the only app that syncs all your fantasy, DFS, and sportsbook accounts in one place. We only show you the best odds for every bet, so you always get the best value. And our dashboard is the only one-stop shop to track all your fancy matchups, DFS, picks, and bets. Visit bettervision.us to download Better Vision today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Ryan, it's funny. You mentioned how many expensive uh, good receiver options there are. I find it's kind of the opposite at running back this week. It is uh, the guys over 7,000 at running back this week. I'm just going to use 7,000 as kind of the benchmark there. You've got Derrick Henry off the brutal game last week. So he had 20, 20 yards. He's 7,000. Josh Jacobs has uh, been struggling. Tough game script here, too. He's 7,100. Uh, Tony Pollard is 7,800. I think that people will play him. Eckler is likely out. He's 8,500. And then you've got Christian McCaffrey at 9,200. I couldn't believe it. I saw that. I clicked out like, oh my gosh, he's 1,400 more than Pollard. I mean, I know it's Arizona. It's a perfect game script. McCaffrey's awesome. Uh, what do you do with expensive running backs week? I found it to be a, a weird, uh, a weird uh, situation this week. Yeah, me too. And I find it tough to get to McCaffrey for 9,200. Um, yeah, it's just, you don't know if Arizona can, can push them enough. And also, that's an expensive he McCaffrey has to score a lot of points to outscore those receivers. There's just yeah. so many receivers this week too. So yeah, I think it's tough to get to McCaffrey. I agree that Pollard's a good play. Um, but yeah, after that, no, I think I'm just, I think I'm looking at paying down or at least. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of options in the five and six thousands. I think everybody's going to kind of live there too. I think that if you like, if you like Henry or Jacobs, like this is, he's going to be very, very underowned. Um, it's hard for me to get there. Um, I need to see it from Henry. Their offensive line sucks. 
Um, you want to yeah. bet in a bounce back with Henry, but Cincinnati's a pretty good defense. Uh, the Titan offensive lineman, he's getting hit the second he touches the ball. He's averaging 3.2 yards a carry. He's Derrick Henry. You got to think there's a bounce back coming, but man, I, I find a hard time, a hard time paying for it. Me too. I just couldn't click it. And I, I re- I wanted to because yeah, me too. I'm trying to play chase and it just, it just makes sense. Um, but yeah, I can't do it. Um, my advice would be if, if, if anyone out there still can play Derrick Henry, pair him with chase, and then you can play whatever lineup you want because just no one's going to do that this week. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, yeah, Pollard, Pollard's wild. Pollard leads the NFL in touches, and he's kind of been different than what we expect so far. I mean, it's only been three weeks, but he's like he's, – he's a ton of touches, but not a lot of explosive plays, which is kind of the opposite of what we thought coming in. We thought, you know, maybe they'd limit the touches, but he'd have a lot of explosive plays when he plays. I think they're coming. I think with that volume, the explosive has to come, and I think they'll, they'll, they'll ease back on the volume a little bit. But um, you know, he had 26 touches last week after having 32 the week before. The yards are there, and they, they were trailing that whole game last week too, and he still had a lot of touches, so – um, I think Pollard's the one in here that you can get to at 7,800. I'd love to play McCaffrey, but um, 9,200, I found I found a hard time finding any lineups I could kind of, kind of squeeze it in for. Yep, I agree. So the, the mid-range running back is going to be very important this week. It's kind of what we come down to really quick there. You know, it's, uh, it's very clear from talking about the top guys, and there's no uber chalk uh, cheap guy either, I don't think. Um, but we've got uh, we've got a range in here from 50, I'm going to call it 5,500 to 6,500. Um, that is going to be very popular. A lot of people are going to click two guys from this from this range. Uh, Mostert sixty five hundred, James Cook sixty three, Zach Moss six thousand, Kyron Williams six thousand, Madison fifty eight hundred, DeAndre fifty Swift fifty seven, A Chan fifty seven, and Javante Williams fifty five. I feel like I named a bunch of names, but that's like seven or eight guys. I think a lot of teams, a ton of teams, are going to have two guys from the from those eight guys right there. Yeah, me too. And throw Miles Sanders in there too. Um, okay. Just because he's the same price and he projects well. So, yeah, I agree. I think most lineups are going to have two guys from that range. Um, so who uh, who do we take then? Okay, well, I really like James Cook. Okay. Uh, I, I You mentioned him when we were talking about that game. I think he's looked like the real deal so far. Uh, you know, he hasn't got in the end zone yet. And, you know, that's a little bit of a worry because he's probably not going to get the goal line carries. At least we've seen that so far. But he has so much upside in the passing game and you know he's due to he's due for a long touchdown as well also I want some exposure to this game and I'm not sure about getting to the passing stacks I think Cook is a really good way um yeah I mentioned Kyron for cash and we both think he's a good fade for tournaments if he's going to be the most popular and I do think he's going to be the most popular um Javante I like uh 5500 great spot against the Bears yeah, I mean, if Javante is ever going to do it, you'd, you'd, you'd figure it would be against the Bears. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Who stands out? Yeah, I, I really like James Cook, too. I think that might be the piece of that game that I find myself getting to in my main lineup. Uh, 112 total yards last week. Bar- back-to-back good yardage games. You mentioned the uh, you mentioned the goal line stuff. It's true. They have 12 carries inside the 10-yard line. He has three of those 12. They go to they go to Latavius. They go to Damian Harris. But I think that, uh, as you said, I think he's going to hit a big one here at some point, but they're using him a lot. Um, I think that uh, you, you put the ball in hands that much, he's going to hit a big player too, and I, I really like that. And I think that there's going to be so many points in the action in that game. I'd love to get a piece of that. Um, Javante's interesting. I just I still wish he played more snaps. I think he played – like 40 something percent of the 47 percent of the touches for them last week. Uh, but you're right. It's a great matchup. I think the bears have allowed 
five top 20 scoring games to running backs in only three weeks, which seems almost impossible. But I think that, I think that's right. Um, I really like DeAndre Swift at 5,700 for the Eagles. We talked about the, uh, you know, if you want to get different, you go with Hertz, but I think Swift is the way to go here. Um, another good game. He had 16 carries for 130 yards on Monday night. I think he would have been higher priced if that game was not on Monday uh, coming off the now two good games in a row. The problem here is we still have Kenneth Gainwell. He still had 15 touches last week. He's not involved in the passing game yet, but I just, I just, I mean, Washington's kind of middle of the pack against the run. It's a good game script. And I just think DeAndre Swift is really good. And in this offense where you've got, you know, you've got, uh, you've got Devontae Smith, you've got AJ Brown, you got Goddard, you got Hurts. Like you can't focus on him. And if you're a defense and you see, you see clips and like you look at the all 22 on Philly and like Swift touching the ball and there are just gigantic holes everywhere. And I think he's a talented guy that can take advantage of that. Some guys can't. Um, I really like the under 5,700. I think that the yards will be there. You just hope he hits a big touchdown and, and, and it works really well. So uh, Swift is my favorite here at 5,700. Yeah, you you sold me completely. Um, I think he goes kind of overlooked too, actually, because pretty much all these guys project better. Um, and yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm with you. Swift has looked great. Um, yeah. And, you know, people don't like that. Gainwell's there and that Boston Scott is back and, you know, his questionable usage week one. But you got to think the Eagles have seen that he is their best running back, clearly. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, there's one guy I like for just a, a hair cheaper. I think it's a pretty good spot for Jerome Ford, actually. Um, it was a bad spot last week, but he got there with two touchdowns against Tennessee. This week he gets – um, a Ravens defensive line that uh, just got crushed by Zach Moss. Um, yeah. I see them. I see that. I see the. Or sorry, I see the Ravens defensive line ranked thirty first uh, against the run right now. I feel like um, everybody. Yeah, just, everybody in Baltimore was hurt. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Kareem Hunt banged up already. Yeah, no one's really going to play for it here. I think it's kind of an interesting spot. Yeah, I think he goes under own too, just with just so many guys like right around him. He's fifty four hundred. He had the two touchdowns last week. Um, so what do we do? There's two two situations I want to ask you about before we jump out of running back. But what do you do with Miami? I mean, they had eight touchdowns between the two running backs last week. You can't ignore that. Um, Mike McDaniel is calling up all kinds of crazy stuff. You could tell last week he's like, "All right, I'm going to get Tyreek Hill for a couple of plays. You're going to double him. Now I'm just going to unleash my running backs. They're both fast." Mostert is sixty five hundred. Uh, two big games. No, he caught seven passes last week. Like if most is going to catch five to seven passes, like my God, it's just insane. Cause he just, he could do something with every play. Um, and then we've got a Chan at 5,700. He looked on, he had 233. He's not the four touchdowns. He had 233 total yards last week too. He had three plays over 25 yards. Um, he's a boom bust guy, obviously, but I have to think down, get some touches. What do you do with these two guys this week? Yeah. I just, I don't know which one to pick. Um, I, I don't think there's a way to know which one to pick. I mean, no, uh, if they're the I same think, price, you just go most dirt because he's probably more touches, but he's $800. He's more expensive, but man, I mean, he's, this offense looked insane. Yeah. I mean, I might just cross my fingers and fade them both. I mean, just, you know, based on the fact that it's a tough matchup and maybe they'll be playing from behind, but also maybe not, you know, I agree with you that Mike McDaniel, he's, might be the best offensive mind in the game right now um yeah so i mean you know he's up there at least so yeah i could you know even in the tough matchup against the bills you could see either of these backs doing it i just don't know which one to pick 
And like, like you sort of said, if I'm, if I have 5,700 left, I think I just got to go swift. Uh, I think I do too, but man, it scares me to turn on that game and not have either, either back. But um, last guy I want to ask you about, and we haven't talked about him yet. Um, well, actually, there's probably two guys. Um, Alexander Madison at Carolina's 1500 has first good game last week. He takes a lot of, uh, a lot of shots on Twitter. Um, he's inefficient. Nobody likes him. Cam Akers is there now. Uh, but he's 5,800. He had two near fumbles last week. One was called back. One was, uh, one was forward progress to stop. It could have been a disaster. Um, but Carolina is allowing 5.2 yards per carry to running backs. They are second to Denver in fancy points allowed to running backs. Obviously Denver's the worst because of the game with the, Eight run, eight touchdowns are running back. But Madison's 5,800 between Swift and A-Chan and Williams and Moss. Like, this is a guy who's going to get every touch. I don't think Cam Akers is going to be quite uh, in the mix yet. He's going to be, might be active, but um, do you have any consideration to playing Madison at 5,800 this week? Oh, poor Madison, man. Yeah. I know. You mentioned it was, it was almost over for him last yeah, week. Yeah, it was. That- those two fumbles don't come back. Like, we may never, we never, may never see him again. Oh, man. Yeah. And so, so I have too much in best ball and he, he, so it's been tough for me. He also, he burned me a couple the first couple weeks. Um, I, I'm a little bit worried about cam makers. It, it's a tough click for me, uh, but I get it. Like it's a really good spot and he projects well. Um, I'm just not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's good. I, I asked you because I want you to take a stand. I, mean, I am a little biased, though. My, I, I just want to say my stand. I'm a little biased because of like because of my best ball exposure. It got a little bit ridiculous at one point. Madison just kept falling. I feel bad about it now. It seems seems like a really bad pick, but anyways, um, yeah. I think I also kind of like Miles Sanders better for the same okay. price. So I, I'm just going to have to be off of him. Okay, and that's right. I mean, it is DFS. you got to take some stands here. Uh, last guy I wanted to mention, we mentioned Kyron Williams in this game. Uh, same price, Zach Moss. You talk about a guy who's getting all the touches. He has 54 of the 60 backfield touches for the Colts the last two weeks. Back-to-back 100-yard games. He had 145 total yards last week. The Rams were actually allowing 4.6 yards per carry. Um, I actually think I prefer Moss to Kyron Williams. I know I'm kind of anti-Kyron. I'm not really anti-Kyron, but I think uh, I just like everybody in the range. I even like the guy in the same game more. Yeah, I kind of do too. And you know, he he's not projecting as well with Anthony Richardson back because yeah, the, those projections really factor in Richardson's goal line carries. That's fair. Um, so you know, it hurts Moss's touchdown equity. But I think it's a good spot. And you mentioned maybe, I don't know, maybe Richardson's a little careful after after that concussion. Um, like, I, if I'm the coach and we're at the two yard lines first, first and goal, I'm not calling a design run for Richardson. That's no, that's no. that's where it would be for me. Like, I think I, I let the rest of the offense run. You got to play football. But if we're inside the goal line and I can just score with Moss anyway, I think that's the only spot where maybe I change up my my, my play calling. I agree. Yeah, I think Moss is a pretty good play. I'm with you. I I, I could see myself getting to Moss. Anybody under Jerome Ford you're considering playing at all this week? Uh, I don't think I had anybody, but is there anybody there before we get to wide receivers? I'm completely done with Josh Kelly, but, you know, most people feel that way. If if there's anybody out there that still believes, um, he'd be pretty good leverage considering that Keenan and Josh Palmer are going to be the chalk of the slate. Um, But – I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, what about you, Scott? You like anyone? Uh, no, nah, I like 
I looked at both Chicago backs to try maybe play someone under five thousand against the uh, against the Denver D, but like I just think with Herbert and Roshan Johnson, I just I couldn't pick somebody. Um, I really couldn't get anybody down here. I think I think Ford was kind of the lowest guy that I'm actually going to play. I think you you could look at Damian Pierce at fifty one hundred. I didn't want to play him against Pittsburgh. Really, um, I didn't think it was a week where I was going uber cheap at uh, at running back. No, I don't think so either. Uh, yeah, Jalen Warren. I mean, that that's tough. I love yeah. I love I just love Jalen Warren, but Najee just still plays too much. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm not going to go below Ford. Cool. Let's uh, let's get to receiver. Receiver is really fun this week. But first, to know from our sponsors at Vivid Seats, football is back. Kick off the NFL season with Vivid Seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Catch every pass, every tackle, and every heart pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And with Vivid Seats rewards, now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to your rewards. Just buy ten tickets and simply cash in your credit towards your eleventh ticket purchase. It's just that easy. Plus, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code ROTOWIRE. That's code ROTOWIRE, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. From the 50-yard line to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all the 2023 NFL games that matter to you. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. So, Ryan, we've talked about a lot of these expensive receivers, but, man, is it an insanely stacked field. Um there are so many guys listed above seven thousand. I could list them all. Um, so let's drop them into chunks a little bit, uh, a little bit smaller first. Let's go eight thousand or above first. We got Devontae Adams is eight thousand. Stephon Diggs eighty one hundred. Tyreek is ninety two hundred. Justin Jefferson's ninety six hundred. Um, I don't know what are you doing with expensive running backs this week or receivers this week because there are there are just a million of them to play and they're all they all look really darn good. They all are really good. Yeah, they are. Uh, let's assume Jimmy G plays okay. uh, then. Adams would be my favorite because um, he's cheapest, but also because I love that game. I think that game, that game could shoot out if, if it go. Yeah. That game has a good chance to shoot out. I think uh, so. Yeah. If Jimmy G plays, give me Adams with paired with some of those chargers receivers. Um, I do think that's what most people will think. Um, yeah. So yeah, up top, pretty much no one's going to play Jefferson just because the other options are, this is the lowest you're ever going to see Jefferson. And he's 9,600. It's just hard. And with all the players, week, it's hard to get to him this week. It really is. Um, But you know, he has, he has 40 points in him. Uh, You know, I don't mind it for leverage reasons. I don't think I'm going to get there. Tyreek, Tyreek's tough for me too. Uh, Waddle back and he's really expensive. Again, I think you just, these expensive receivers, they have more guys to beat than usual. As in, like, yeah. you know, usually they don't have. Yeah, you, usually it's they have. There's a clearer path for them to be the highest scoring player on the slate. Um, on a slate like this, it's tougher to pay that much. So yeah, Justin, 8K, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, first player in NFL history with 140 plus receiving yards his first three games. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. He's he's great. Um, yeah, he I is. think if somebody wanted to target Jefferson just for the leverage i think that makes a lot of sense yeah. it's the week to do it it's the week where this people are not stacking the miami carolina game very much he's really expensive there are nine thousand other good receivers that are exp- receivers that are expensive uh you're right it is the week that uh, he will be uh, as lowly owned as we've seen in a while this week um i like stefan diggs in this range 81 oh, yeah. we talked about him stacking with stacking with alan you talked about him before but uh, Miami plays a lot of zone too, which is really good for Stevon Diggs. He's a great zone beater. Just kind of sits down, picks the right spot every time. I like him. I guess he plays a lot of zone. Hundred plus yards in two or three games. He has twenty five catches already. Uh, obviously a great game. I like Adams too. We talked about Adams last week. 
um, or two weeks ago, we were like Adams, but 13 for 172 and two touchdowns last week. I feel like I, I got lost. Um, you know, the fact that they, they didn't win the game and the fact that everybody's talking about Miami, but I mean, Adams was a massive game last week. Yeah, he looked great. Um, yeah. I, and the Chargers have been really bad against receivers so far, too. It's a good matchup, but you're right. Jimmy's got to play, I think, for me to even think about it at 8,000. For sure. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to gloss right over Diggs. Really like yeah. Diggs this week, and you're going to get him a little lower owned than normal. So the 7,000 is absolutely stacked this week. Keenan Allen, 7,900. We talked about him a lot. Jamar Chase, 78. AJ Brown, 77. Jalen Waddle in that, uh, the, the Bills, Dolphin game, 76. CeeDee Lamb, no one's going to have CeeDee Lamb this week. I, I like you kind of like that. No one's going to have him at 7,500. Devontae Smith, 75, and Chris Olave, 71. Uh, what are you doing this, uh, this second tier of receivers? Who are your favorite plays here? Yeah, great point about CD. Um, I think Keenan's just everybody's scrolling by Lamb this week, right? Like everybody's yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really good tournament play. Um, Keenan Allen, I think, is just a no-brainer in cash for everything we talked about. Ass- yeah. Assuming Eckler's out, um, yeah, I mean he's now with Mike Williams out too. Uh, he's the focal point of their offense, like just clearly. Um, we saw what he did last week. He's looked really good. I mean, you're not going to be surprised if this, he sees 20 targets again in this spot um, and he can handle it. Um, so, yeah, I think Keenan's a great play for cash games. I mentioned Chase a couple times, really like Chase for tournaments just because all those, those other guys we mentioned are going to be twice, if not three times more popular than Chase. And on another slate, uh, you know, with a healthy burrow, people would be targeting this Titans pass defense they right. always do um so I still want to target it so yeah I, I like Chase I mean and then AJ Brown how, how can you not like AJ Brown at at no ownership kind of the same thing we mentioned about Hertz uh AJ Brown he just hasn't been able to find the end zone yet but he's been so close um uh, he had two he, last week that I thought were touchdowns yeah. I think it was raining and he dropped that one in the corner like, I just I thought he had two touchdowns last he was brutal yeah, and he's the guy we see go for two, three touchdown games um, all the time. So, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, take your pick between these guys. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Chase is obviously the one that jumped out to me just because of the fact – I mean, we talked about uh, the Tennessee pasty a little bit earlier. And a lot last week we were talking about Amari Cooper. But you look at the last three weeks, uh, Chris Olave, Keenan Allen, and Amari Cooper all have over 110 yards on Tennessee. Like, it's just been consistently um, – you can't run against Tennessee. They're they're stout up front, and people are like, well, why bother? I'm just going to keep throwing. They can't stop the pass. Why are we tar- targeting Amari last week? And he came through. So, yeah, Chase is 15 targets on Monday night. I, feel, I felt like – Chase and AJ Brown were like the two squeaky wheels. Like, you know, they, uh, they, they weren't, they weren't really getting a ton of action. They got 15, 14 targets last week. So it's very clear that the, they were very involved, man. I'm so tempted by CD lamb, just based on the fact that nobody's going to have him. 7,500 um, should be really low owned this week. He was quiet last week. You put those two together and it gets interesting. And there's just so many guys in here. I mean, I, I was a little surprised by Waddle and Devonte Smith's price. I thought maybe there would be like low sevens, high sixes. There, 7,600, 7,500. Um, you know, Devontae only had five targets last week. Waddle sat last week. It's a stacked range. I think I agree with you. I think uh, I think Allen and Chase, but man, I can make cases for almost all these guys. It's a it's a fun week. You pick right in this range, and you pick. There's going to be lower percentage guys. It's just there's a lot of guys to pick here. Yeah, I think Waddle is a really interesting run back if you're stacking the Bills. It's just yeah, an easy too. way to get unique. And then just to your point about CD. I think it's a good click if you want to do it. I think, you know, Dallas, uh, that offense has a lot to prove after last week. Um, so, yeah, I think CD is a good tournament play. 
Yeah, I do. I do too. What about in the six thousands? Uh, we talked about. I think everybody loves the guys in the thousands. What do you do in the six thousands here? Who do you? Let's go five thousand to seven thousand. Who are you? Uh, who who are your favorite mid range receivers this week? Yeah, it's actually kind of stacked too. I mean, starting at the top, Debo looks good. I mean, it, yeah, I know yeah, he's, he's got, got a, he's got he's got to play, but yeah, yeah, he's got a he 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 got a thousand dollar price hike, but he still projects well. I mean, sort of back to the Debo that we used to know um, they're specifically trying to get him the ball and yeah, he scores a lot of touchdowns and he, yeah, just, I, I, I always like Debo um, Puka Nakua 6,700 really good spot for the Rams. I mean, sort of, you know, a down week against Cincy. That was a tough game for them. Only five for 72. Um, but I still, still like Puka in this spot um, going lower. Jacoby Myers in that uh, Raiders in that Raiders Chargers game that I want to target. Uh, Myers has 22 targets in two weeks. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy, again, loves, Jimmy loves him. Yeah, you know this is assuming Jimmy plays, but if if Adams doesn't do it, Jacoby Myers like probably will. Um, they're going to have to be passing to keep up in that game. You would think. Um, Pickens right below him. I think it's a good spot for Pickens. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Gabe Davis. I think I don't think people anybody's going to play that Gabe that Gabe Davis uh, in that game. That that's no, another way to get ex- different. He's expensive enough where people are like, yeah, I don't really want to pay six thousand for Gabe Davis. Yep, and you know it's because you know his range of outcomes are very wide, but we know that Gabe Gabe Davis has a hundred yards and two touchdowns in him. I mean, he just always will, uh, you know, he, he, he hits those big plays from time to time. So I like that for tournaments. Uh, I don't know who am I missing? Uh, two guys that I really like that uh, we didn't uh, quite get to yet. Um, I really like T Higgins again this week, uh, 6,800. I always like good receivers off bad games. Um, he was bad again. He was, he was horrible the first week, no catches. Then he was really good week two. I get 90 yards, two touchdowns. And this week he was two for 21, but still had eight targets. Um, great matchup. We talked about all the stuff with chase with Tennessee. It all, it all works for, for Higgins too. And, I think he's sixty eight hundred. He's expensive enough. People aren't going to do. Like if he was like low sixes, they'd be like, oh, "I'm just going to play Higgins no matter what." I think enough people are like, "I'll just get a thousand dollars and go to Chase." That I do. I do like Higgins this week at sixty eight hundred. I think that uh, I think he scores this week and puts up a good amount of yards. And then as we get down lower, you mentioned George Pickens. He's probably my favorite play in this range. I really like him at fifty four hundred. Um, I think he's like just feels like due for a big play. Calvin Austin had the big play last week. His percentage of team targets has gone significantly up when Deontay Johnson's out. He had six targets last week. And I think Houston pushes them a little bit too. I think Houston can score enough where Pickett's got to throw the ball. We talked about Pickett. We talked about quarterbacks. Um, I think fifty four hundred for Pickens is a price that I'm, I'm I'm clicking pretty easily. Yeah, all great points. I think Higgins makes all the sense in the world. Like you said, I mean, I talked so much about Chase. No one's going to play T. He might be the lowest out of all of these receivers. I think would probably be yeah. T Higgins. And, so, and yeah, Puka's right there, and I think people are going to play him instead too. I I, I like Higgins a lot at sixteen hundred. Yeah, I love that call. The only other one down here, there's two other names that I do like. I do like Jordan Addison at 5,700. I think that, uh, you know, didn't hit the deep ball last week, so we haven't talked about him. But still, uh, he ran 80% of the routes. He's playing more. He had eight targets. I think you get someone that talented uh, with Cousins who's going to throw the ball a lot. Minnesota loves to throw. Cousins has over 340 yards in all three games. I think Addison at 5,700 works. And then we talked about how we thought Judy was expensive. I think Cortland Sutton works well at 5,300. He had 11 targets last week. 
Um, I think this is a game where that you could target the Bears defense. Uh, if I'm going to go with the Broncos receiver, Sutton at 5300, they seem to be using him in a way where just like a lot of quick passes, a lot of short ones uh, in the red zone too. He almost had a touchdown last week. Um, 11 targets last week. I think I think Sutton at 5300 is is priced really nice. I think him and him and Pickens a lot in low fives. Yep, me too. What about uh, cheap receivers, guys under 5,000, the fours and the threes? There are a lot of names I have bolded down here. Um, who do you like best? Who do you find yourself uh, gravitating towards? Yeah, again, there's quite a few of them. Um, there, are, there's, there are so many plays. It's it's wild. Yeah. I was ready to jump on the Thielen train uh, in a revenge spot against his, his former team, but uh, I was hoping Dalton would play. Um, I, I, th- I still think quite a few people are going to play Thielen. I don't mind it. Um, but I might look to other spots. Um, I think for the same price, Tank Dell st- still looks pretty good. Yeah, he's, um, uh, he's up a thousand, but he's still really cheap at forty six hundred. Yeah, I mean he he's looked great back to back weeks now. He just looks like a explosive player, and you, they're going to keep trying to get him the ball. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to play Elijah Moore, but caught all nine of his targets again last week. Um, I like him for that price. Going lower, yeah, you know, the Chargers are going to be chalk. So, like, yeah. you know, I guess I guess I should have started with that. Josh Palmer we mentioned. Um, Quentin Johnson's interesting. You know, yeah, what's what, do you, ha- what do you do with that? Because he, I mean, it's very clear that Palmer's been the number two when, when Mike Williams went out. But, I mean, Johnson's talented. He's 3,700. Uh, Palmer's going to be massively more popular. Can mm-hmm. you trust Johnson to play enough? Um. No, no, you can't. But it's one of those spots where, you know, do you want to be first to it or do you want to wait and see first? Um, You know, he's 3,700 here and he's a first rounder. And, uh, you know, without Mike Williams and without Eckler, obviously it's riskier, much, much, you know, Palmer is the safer guy in terms of volume and snaps and targets, but yeah, I'm going to take some chances on Quentin Johnson. I just think, you know, if he, if it, if he was safer, then he'd be super popular, Um, but he's not, he's not very safe, but yeah, I could see see him catching a 60 yard touchdown, you know, and that that's all he needs for that price. Um, You you said it, you said it well, if he wasn't risky, he would be, he'd be a lot more expensive and popular. I mean, he just played 16 snaps last week. Uh, you're hoping for the big. I mean, it's the big. You hope for the big play. He's obviously really talented. You're hoping for the big play, and I mean, he'll be so much, so much lower owned than than Palmer and other guys in this range. Uh, yeah, if a tournament dart kind of thing, he hits a big play. You're looking really good. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, other guys too. I like uh, Calvin. O- is Calvin? Is it Calvin Austin? Um, be- below Calvin him. Austin. Yeah, Calvin Austin, yep. thirty three hundred. Great spot for these pits. Great spot for all these Pittsburgh guys. We've mentioned them all, and they're all underpriced. Uh, we'll we'll Fryermuth as well. Um, yeah, uh, like him. I don't know who who did I who did I miss? I think I think just uh, just Josh Downs, who we talked about earlier too, though. Oh yeah, just Josh Downs. Um, I even think I think Chark is interesting. I mean, you know, he's just he's another one of those home run guys, and he had eleven targets last week. He he caught a bomb. Um, and just people are going to play Thielen instead in that spot. So I don't mind Chark for 4K, especially because he's, you know, he's leverage off of Palmer, yeah. which, you know, if you're not, if you're not, you know, Palmer's a good fade in tournaments. Palmer's a really good fade in tournaments uh, just because he's going to be popular. 
yeah, that's that's a good point. And then you, the thing with Chark, not only eleven targets, he played seventy four snaps last week. Like he was really active. Again, I probably wish we had Andy Dalton, which I don't think we'd ever thought we'd say. And we don't know what to get with Bryce Young, <laughs> right. but um, yeah. And the same with same with Josh Downs. He's thirty five hundred, and you kind of wish you had Minshew there. He had twelve targets last week, eight fifty seven. Very active for the price. Like give me thirty five hundred a game that has a total. It's pretty good. It's a total of forty six. We you know we talked about the Rams and Colts. Can be paced up in that game. Um, two spots down here where I just wish we had the backup quarterback, which is really weird to say. Yeah, man, there's just so many spots on this slate um, and spots at every price range. Yeah. Uh, it really makes me lean towards a, this being a four receiver slate. Um, you're going to want to hit ceilings from, from four guys in tournaments. I, I I'm pretty much locked into four receivers week. There are so many options, every price. Range. I, I don't think we've had a week where since we've been doing this, where there's more receivers that are very much in play. It is, and especially the expensive guys, like they're all on the slate. The, the get, it lined up weirdly where the off slate games, there's not a ton of big name receivers in those games. Like the big name teams, like the Chiefs, don't have any big name receivers. Like we lose DK Metcalf and Amon Ra, and I guess Calvin Ridley. That's like the only big name receivers. They're all on the slate. It's wild. Yep. Uh, tight end, real quick before we jump out of here. You mentioned before you liked uh, you liked George Kittle. He's fifty one hundred. I like Kittle too, but I think I'd have to have Debo sit to play him. I, I love him if Debo sits. I think that uh, Kittle's awesome, but he's like one of those guys that like I love him when one of the receivers like Ayuk didn't play last week. Boom, nine targets, six for ninety. Um, it makes a big difference. Um, I think I'm going cheap at tight end this week, but uh, there's three names I like under forty two hundred. Uh, but what do you uh, what do you feel at tight end? I, I know you said you like Kittle, but what else do you like? Yeah, I'm mostly going cheap tight end, and I agree with you if. If one of those Niners wide receivers misses, I just – I love Kittle. Me too. You know, this – this for the last few years, the Cardinals have been, I believe, like the worst team in the league against tight ends. You know, it's one of those spots that people target. And Kittle's yeah. cheap now because, you know, he he doesn't do it as often as he used to. People don't like to roster him. It's tough with all the weapons they have now. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. We saw it last week. So, yeah, if one of those guys is out, I'd love Kittle. Um, but other than that, I like cheap guys. I think – I think both Chargers tight ends are interesting. See what happens with Gerald Everett today. He missed a couple practices uh, this week. but Par- did, Par- Parham- did Parham have two touchdowns last week? He did, right? Parham had two touchdowns yeah. last week. But, you know, these guys are going to pick up the slack from, from Mike Williams as well. So I think uh, at least they'll be expected to. So I think they're decent plays. Um, I think Friar Muth, I mentioned him. I think he's a good play. Uh, I think Dalton Kincaid is a good play. You could even say Dawson Knox too, but I'm I'm kind of just I'm kind of at the point where I'm playing Kincaid until until he breaks out. He hasn't really done it yet. Um, yeah, a lot of cheap options. I probably left out a few. Yeah, the only before I get the cheap guys, the only other interesting one, Mark Andrews is a big drop in his price. He's down to fifty four hundred. Uh, he was six thousand last week. He was only four for thirty five and five targets. Uh, if you're ever going to play Andrews, playing at 5,400 is probably a pretty good spot uh, there. I really like three cheap options. You mentioned uh, you mentioned a few, but uh, there's a few I like down here too. Um, I think Tyler Higby is very playable in this Rams-Colts game. He's only 4,200. He got really involved last week. He was 5 for 71 to minute football. I think the price seems really good for him. Uh, I like Jake Ferguson, 3,500 for Dallas against New England. 
Um, he's not playing a ton of snaps, but when he plays, they throw to him. His uh, percentage of uh, targets on routes run is actually second in the NFL to Travis Kelsey, which is pretty wild. Uh, when he plays, they throw him the ball. He had seven targets last week, five for 48. Um, just kind of a cheap part of a team that has a pretty good implied team total with Dallas. Um, so I think he's playable there. And then this is a, you know, four weeks ago, he was a top 10 tight end guy. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is 3,400 now. He uh, he was he had a touchdown. He has two touchdowns this year, but only four targets. He hasn't had over four targets yet in a game. But man, I see it. I see that name down here, and I just see how cheap he is. I think that uh, we talked about how the Steelers we like their pass offense this week. Uh, Fryermuth 3,400. I think could uh, you know score maybe get uh, you know 55, 60 yards. Then that would work for the price. Yep, I agree. I uh, I think you're right. I'm I have Fryermuth in my cash game lineup right now uh it's yeah, probably the just, highest i'd go and it's just a, a while when you get to you're like oh it's just it's just too cheap at this point so uh yeah those are the three i think higby ferguson and fry with are gonna, where i'm gonna go in most of my lineups yeah defense before we jump out of here uh tell me who the tell me who the defense is to play this week uh, i got a couple i like uh, in the cheaper range but uh, i think you know eagles and cowboys in the expensive range uh, are easy but they're pricey. It's hard to get to them. The Eagles against Washington, Cowboys against the Wingen, 41, 4,000. Uh, what, uh, find me a defense going to win this week. Okay. Um, my favorite defense for cash games is the Browns. Oh, um, that was, that was one of the two I had bold. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think their defensive line looked really good. Specifically miles Garrett is just, Dude, a, how a nightmare. fast does he look for his size? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, at home against, I never mind playing defenses at home against Lamar. He's got turnovers in him. And especially, uh, you know, they don't have J.K. Dobbins. And, yeah, I think there's sacks and turnovers there for for the Browns' D. So I like them. I think there also might be sacks and turnovers for the Colts' D uh, for for just $100 more at home against Matthew Stafford. Um, Yeah, I was looking at those two. Um, What about you? Yeah, there's actually some cheap guys ones I like this week. Uh, I, I had the Browns bolded too, along with two others. Uh, you know, the, the Baltimore lines beat up too. They allowed four sacks last week. You're right with Lamar. He can turn it over. Um, so I think that's playable too. Uh, I got one up a little bit, one down a little bit. I like, I think the bucks are interesting this week. They're 3,300 against new Orleans. Uh, Jameis forces stuff. I don't know if anybody's heard that, but Jameis will, Jameis will throw to the other team. They, the bucks struggled against Philly, but like it's Philly, like everybody's struggling against the Philly offense. They're impossible to stop. It's six sacks against the Bears week two. So I think that uh, the Bucks get a little frisky this week. And I don't think anybody's going to play them at 3,300. I think it's going to be in that range where you either go up or you go down. So I think nobody has them in their good D. My other one, it's uh, the cheapest one, is 2,500. I like Carolina against Minnesota. Um, you don't think Panthers defense, but uh, 10 sacks through three weeks. I was surprised by that number. And Cousins got sacked four times against Chargers last week. Uh, they dropped back to pass a lot. Uh, it gives you a lot of options for sacks. I think Carolina at 2,500. I think a lot of people will go Cleveland at 28. So I think that you can get Carolina pretty much no, no owned. And I think that uh, they get enough sacks there where that you kind of build that floor in on defense and then cousins makes one, one mistake and you, you have a, you have a real good find there. Yeah. I like both those calls. I forgot about uh, it's a perfect revenge spot for Jameis at home against Tampa. It really is. He's going to be, he's going to be chucking it everywhere. He's going to want revenge in a big way. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, uh, Jameis is great. I love Jameis. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I mentioned all these other cheap quarterbacks. If somebody wants to click Jameis and Olave, that's yeah. all the leverage you need. I mean, yeah, I don't think come, I'm going to do come, it, but you cut back with Edwin's Evans or Godwin. You got options there. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it either. I don't see that game really getting too explosive, but uh, 
you know, Jameis is going to going to sneak some in some tight windows. Yeah, and then I, I don't even know. I'll, I'll bring this up. I want to get your take on this. Yeah, uh, go. This the Saints, you know, with with Carr out. Do you you know, and they they put Taysom at tight end eligible now. Is that interesting at all for forty five hundred? Uh, I I don't know. It's weird because they not only I think he was there last week, right? And they priced him up this week. I think he was like thirty seven hundred last week, and I thought about it. Man, I just think that you are – you're just kind of hoping for a miracle at that point. Like, you're hoping <laughs> – like, I don't know. Like, he played 18 snaps last week, and he had one target. Like, I don't know what we're really doing here. You hope that they get – last week, the theory was you hope they get near the goal line, and they had guys out. Jamal Williams was out, and Kamara wasn't back yet. Yeah, with Kamara there, I'm like, I'm not playing. At 4,500, I'm not playing a guy that, you know, he has to, like – you have to get that trick play touchdown or no, he has to throw one. I'm just, no, I think you're right. No, I'm not. Right. I'm not doing it. There are weeks where he will. He will make me pay for it. But man, I'm not paying for it. If he was like three thousand, maybe. But forty five hundred, there's no way I'm paying for. It. No, no, I'm not either. I just saw the same thing as you. I saw him priced up, weirdly priced up, and I'm like, yeah. oh, do they know something? Like, is is Janus, <laughs> right? you know, going to cede some of the snaps to him? But I mean, no, I can't do that either, especially with Kamara returning. I, I wonder if they did that to get him to like the quarterback min price, like just in case something happens and he ends up playing quarterback. But I don't know what. But it, I was shocked that he went up like 800 from last week or something like that. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun slate. I think this is uh, probably the most fun DFS slate so far this year. There are so many ways to go. Um, I think we kind of hit all of them. We, we definitely made it clear with who our favorite plays are, so hopefully that helps everybody out. Uh, Ryan, anything else before we jump out of here? No, I think we covered it. Beautiful. want to thank everybody for listening. We really do appreciate that. Uh, we, uh, you know, it helps us out a lot, obviously. If you could please rate or review the podcast, that helps. Also, you want to follow Ryan on Twitter. He is at Ryan Belongi. Belongi is B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I am at Scott Jenstead. If you want to hit me up there, uh, baseball season's over, so we'll be not talking about that. So you got uh, got full football attention here for uh, for a month till the the NBA starts. So it's a good little window for the NFL here. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening. Hope everybody has a really good week four. Back at you next week uh, talking week five. Hope everybody has a great week and take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.